Good afternoon, and welcome to Free to Be Faithful. I'm moderator Kip Allen. Free to Be Faithful is a religious liberty education and awareness program created by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in response to increasing governmental incursions into religious life. People of faith and our institutions have come under increasing attack in recent years from secular sources. One especially disturbing trend is a movement to make abortion freely available up until birth. Several states have already enacted such legislation, and others are considering such bills. One of those states is Illinois. The Illinois legislature is considering two specific pieces of legislation. One removes the parental notification requirement for minors seeking abortion. The other is more far-reaching. Among other things, it states that the unborn have no independent rights under state law. Other provisions include mandating insurance companies cover abortion, and it removes conscience protection for medical workers who oppose abortion on moral grounds. But some Christians, including Lutherans, are fighting to stop that legislation. Pastor Roger Dredden of Southern Illinois is one of those protesting. He's my guest on today's Free to Be Faithful. I'm Kip Allen, moderator of Free to Be Faithful. We have an interesting problem coming up in the state of Illinois, our neighboring state, problem is perhaps too mild a word for it, and I'm going to get into that very shortly. Somebody else who's getting into this is our guest today, who is Pastor Roger Drennan from Oakville, Illinois. Pastor, welcome aboard. It's good to be here, Kip. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and about your congregation? Uh, I am pastor of Olive Branch Lutheran Church in rural Oakville. There are two LCMS congregations in Oakville. One is in the city, of 1,400, that is Emmanuel, but we are the country church. Emmanuel, uh, the uh, Oakville and the city, that's a little too city for me. <laughs> well, I can hear that. <laughs> you know, my uh, family's actually from that area originally around Mount Vernon. In fact, there's a, a cemetery out there that's uh, full of my uh, ran- my ancestors. Well, wonderful, Kim. Yeah. Well, let's get on to the topic here. The topic is there are two bills right now in the Illinois state legislature that are just plain horrifying. One bill is HB 2467, and that repeals any parental notification that would be required for minors obtaining an abortion. Now, if that was not enough, there is a companion bill called HB uh, 2495, I believe it is. That's right. And here's a couple of the highlights from that bill. It would allow abortion for any reason throughout all nine months of pregnancy. It eliminates any restriction on where abortions may be performed. It allows non-physicians, including nurses and physicians' assistants, to perform abortions, including surgical abortion. Undermines the threat of any institutional individual rights of conscience. In other words, it could force doctors to, to perform abortion. Requires private health insurance to include coverage for abortion. Repeals the law that would prevent, uh, that uh, prohibits kickbacks from abortion referrals. That's just a few of them. And one of the most horrifying things to me, I'm going to quote right now from the bill's executive summary. It says, and I'm quoting here, provides that a fertilized egg, egg, embryo, or fetus does not have independent rights under the law of this state. That's right. Wow. You know, we've had other discussions on this program about the left-hand kingdom and the right-hand kingdom. And this, to me, it seems that we're running into a situation now where the left-hand kingdom, the kingdom of the world, 
is running directly contrary to the laws of the right-hand kingdom, the kingdom of God, especially in this particular case. You as a minister and as a Christian and as a Lutheran, you're taking some action on this. What's going on? Yes, I am. And we have to understand that in the doctrine of the two realms, as you have stated, that God is actually in control of both realms. He is in control of both both the left-hand realm, the, the civil state, and also the right-hand realm, which is the, the church. God, God rules, Christ rules over both realms, but he rules in different ways. And as a part of the left-hand realm, we as Christians have the duty and obligation to to give witness to the to the truth of God's word, uh, His law that He has written on the hearts of all men, and to give witness to the gift of life that He has given us in creation. So, what can we do? What can you do? What can Illinois residents do to stop these horrible pieces of legislation? Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, we should pray. Uh, pray for the state, uh, pray for those who are in power. That is the first and foremost duty as we Christians have. Uh, St. Peter talks about this in his first epistle, uh, to intercede for the emperor. And we ought to intercede and pray for our state representatives and, and state senators, along with everyone in any position of authority, that they have the wisdom to govern rightly. Second is to become educated to be educated about these bills. Uh, these bills are, are not bills that are, that are crafted only here in Illinois, but there are think tanks that craft these bills, and will, these will be then a template to be spread all throughout the United States. So the more we research these bills, the more we find out about their contents, uh, the more readily equipped we are to give a winsome witness to those who are around us uh, regarding these bills. Uh, third is also linked to that, that is, that is to, uh, to inform your state senators, state congressmen about these bills and to, and to educate them about the, about the contents that are in uh, bills such as HB 2495 and HB 2467. How do we go about doing that? I, I know that, for example, there are websites uh, that actually have the language of the bill. In fact, that's how I uh, accessed it. You can actually access the uh, legislative agenda for the state of Illinois and see what's going on. Uh, that's one way to do it. Uh, there's also something called, uh, I've noticed that uh, there's a call for witnesses to the hearings that are concerning these bills. Uh, is this something that we can participate in? Yes, you can. Uh it is uh, a process to file a witness slip can be done online. Uh, you'll have to go to the Illinois State uh, legislative, legislative website in order to, to, fill, to fill out a, a file witness. Uh, and uh, you, uh, to do so, uh, put, uh, fill in, in, the, in the forms there to put in self for, for firm, business, title, persons, group, and et cetera. And then click as that you are an opponent under the position and then click record of appearance only under testimony. That is a, a clearest way for us to be able to express our, our, our right under the, the United States system of governance to be able to directly petition our legislature on, on bills such as these. Now, does this mean you actually have to appear in Springfield and testify before the committee? No, you do not. Uh, you just have to just fill out on the, on the state of Illinois, the state legislative website, uh, to go and... Uh, fill out that form, and that'll be your voice uh, there on that website, then will be recorded uh, in Springfield. Can you tell me, is there any organized effort to uh, to get these signatures, to get these uh, witnesses to, together? 
Yes, um, and in fact, this is what alerted me to to this. Uh, the Southern Illinois District uh, had emailed out to all the pastors in the district a a, a form uh, that a bulletin insert that outlined how this process takes place. And when I was alerted to what was going on in the state of Illinois, I was I was mortified about uh, the the uh, the how how fast uh, this legislation legislation has was 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 a uh, being pushed through. So I immediately contacted my uh, district president, uh, President Timothy Shar, and uh, through talking with him, he, he blessed me in or, uh, to organize a group of, of Lutherans to go up to Springfield to, to give witness to the, the life and, and to the love that Christ has for us um, through the gift of life that he has bestowed. Uh, and, uh, and so we going up there, we're, we're hoping to be able to make an impact and an, and an influence up there at the, at the legislature. Any idea how many people will be attending? Uh, we got a good group here from Olive Branch. We I got, a, got a, a few people from Emmanuel, our sister congregation in town. We have some uh, interest going on. So uh, we're, we got a, a, good, a good amount of people, but by the time of this recording, uh, we will be already there at Springfield. So the best thing for those who are hearing this program will be to pray for us. And uh, the prayer will consist of both prayer for our safety up there while we are participating in the democratic process, um, but also uh, uh, pray uh, for, for all, us to give a winsome witness to uh, the gift of life that Jesus gives to, to us as his creatures. We as Christians already know that this is wrong, but there are a lot of people who are secularists, who uh, maybe even claim to be Christian, who knows, who see nothing wrong with this bill. So how can we sway these people over to our point of view? How can we point out to them just how horrible this piece of legislation would be? How can we convince them? Well, uh, reason that we have as, as Lutherans, we understand that the gift of reason that God has given us uh, because of our sinful nature, has been has been tainted, and so these secularists uh, operate off of a different anthropology that is a different uh, definition of humanity than what we do. They define a human as one who is capable of reason and it is and is productive in society. If you no longer possess the the faculty of reason, or are you not able to produce in society? Then you're you're considered to be less than human, and so uh, these uh, abortion ethicists that you'll read in their papers will say that you could uh, potentially abort a baby up to the age of two because they lack full reason and uh, lack of ability to contribute to society. Uh, we Christians operate off of a fundamentally different anthropology. We operate off of the anthropology, as Luther says in the small catechism, that we are God's creatures. And as a creature, we are given dignity by virtue of being made in the image of God, and that we are made in his image from conception to the grave. And, uh, and also that not only do we have that, that, that dignity by virtue of our creation, but we also have this dignity by virtue of our redemption. That is that Christ has taken on our creatureliness by be, by becoming incarnate and and through the conception by the Holy Spirit 
in, in Mary uh, and through his life redeems for us what it means to be a human being and becomes an example of what it means to be a human. And so we operate off of a, a fundamentally different view of humanity, uh, and we can give witness through the, through reason and through in, uh, through the the, reason, the enlightened reason that the Holy Spirit gives to us. And this is the the third article that that Christ enlightens us and sanctifies our reason, and, and we're able to give a uh, a witness, as Saint Peter says in um, in his epistle, to to give witness and um, to the hope that is within us. But it is only through the Holy Spirit uh, and al- along through the Word too that ultimately we'll be able to convince hearts to to uh, repent and to and to come to know the the truth. I was involved in a debate with a uh, pro-abortion person not too long ago, and uh, that person said, "Well, there's no difference between that than say uh, just a fingernail pairing." And I said, "Yeah, but you know, your fingernail doesn't have a heartbeat and a nervous system." And I was thinking that I was trying to apply rationality to his argument to let him think about that. You know, you're right. I don't think I, I, I worked, but this was what I was trying to do. Right. Uh, and we were called to give a, a reason for the faith. We're called to, to give articulate answers uh, to, to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ and to the faith. Uh, but ultimately, it is through the Holy Spirit and through the Word that, that affects change in uh, a person's heart. And you do not know what kind of seeds you are planting in a person uh, when you initially get in an argument with them. It may seem at first that you have lost the argument there with them, but later on, those seeds will, will we pray, will, have, will bear fruit, and we pray for that, a change in that person's heart and their disposition uh, in terms of their view of the unborn. Well, that was what I was trying to do. I mean, the, the person may, may not believe in God, may not believe in the concept of a soul, may not even believe in the humanity of the fetus, but they cannot deny the heartbeat and the nervous system. They exist. Nope. Hopefully, rationality can, can help swing them over to our side as well. Something else uh, that you've raised on this when you talk about, uh, and I've heard this as well, where some people talk about killing children up to the age of two. This whole thing leaves us wide open now for infanticide, for euthanasia, for looking at the disabled as perhaps not worthy of life. Yes, we're really returning back to the first century uh, after Christ's death in terms of our context. These were issues that early Christians faced uh, against the pagan Roman Empire, uh, children being left to exposure, as uh, this bill would allow and permit doctors to allow uh, babies who have survived the abortion process to die of exposure, uh, along with also in, in the ancient world, Stoic philosophy uh, justify people taking their life if they viewed that their life was not worth living. And so from the earliest of Christian documents that we have outside of the New Testament, we have documents, this is the Didache and the Epistle of Barnabas, 
uh, these documents are unified in in opposing abortion and uh, uh, opposing the, uh, the, the the culture of death that was at work at the at the Roman Empire at that time, but also now is resurfacing as uh, Christendom uh, recedes from the, the public square as as uh, secular humanism begins to uh, to sprout and, and grow, and the consequences is that life is no longer viewed as a gift from God, but as uh, only good insofar as you are taking pleasure and enjoying it. Well, a more modern example, for uh, well, let's go back to Nazi Germany. Even before they started their act of persecution of the Jews, they actually set up death camps for the mentally handicapped and the physically handicapped. I, I recall on uh, seeing on a Facebook page or a, 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 a Google page I, I'd searched on where there were actual these, these prints notification showing a doctor standing next to uh, a person who's obviously disabled and the captured read something like this person costs x number of marks from the public policy from the public purse to keep alive and that wasn't that long ago you know we got people alive today who remember that and i i am terrified that we're we are going to start forgetting the lessons of the past yes and and the the fallacy there is to reduce a person down to their to their economic contribution as their sole contribution to society. We here at Olive Branch, our president of the congregation, he is someone who has Down syndrome, and he contributes greatly to this congregation and to the life of Olive Branch. And with uh, if we were to view such a person only through the eyes of, of economic contribution, uh, uh, then uh, we wouldn't consider most people to be worth living. But life is a gift from God himself, and, and that life then is a blessing to all around us through the relationships and through uh, the service that we, 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 uh, we give to one another as we, as we journey in this life as Christians under the cross. Well, regrettably, uh, the the state legislature in Illinois is held by a certain branch of the Democrat Party, as is the governorship. It looks like the odds are pretty good that this thing may well pass. If it does pass into law, as it has in other states, what options do we have? Well, first, our option is always to, to pray. Uh, God can always turn things around, and nothing... Uh, is set in stone. God can always relent, and He can always affect change. And so, our first, our first option always is to pray. Pray to God that He would turn the hearts of those in the in the state legislature away from such a disastrous set of bills that would uh, increase the uh, increased. Uh, the, the likelihood of abuse in the system, uh, to increase the likelihood of, uh, of unreported instances of, of sexual molestation and other such, uh, think, uh, other such things that this bill would create room for. 
but uh, also too to be aware uh, that that this isn't the end. Uh, Christ is going to come, and He is going to come again. Uh, but until that time, we re- remain faithful to to become educated, to spread awareness, and to and to make sure that our our state legislators, our state senators, and state representatives are informed. And for those outside of the state too, uh, just because these bills are not being considered in your state, uh, uh, you also can contact your state representatives and state senators, too, to inform them of these bills, uh, because similar bills like these may be proposed in your state legislature. Absolutely correct. And I want to point out that the Sign of Life won an unexpected and very welcome victory uh, just this past week in the state of New Mexico. New Mexico had been uh, going after a very similar bill as to the ones in New York and proposed ones here in uh, Illinois. And it passed overwhelmingly in the State House of Representatives. The governor said that she would sign it into law. But a bipartisan group in the state Senate, Republicans and Democrats, joined together and said, no, this is wrong. And it really surprised everyone. It was a wonderful thing. This is supposed to have been a slam dunk. It wasn't. They got the message through. So, as you pointed out, God works. Indeed so. And also, Bill's... Uh in well there's a there's a court case in in Alabama and regarding the the personhood of the unborn and it is looking like that that that, uh, that ruling is going to put push forward the advancement of the rights of the unborn and uh, we never ought to ever give up hope that God is going to abandon us he is always with us in all of this and he will work all things for the good of his people and in times when it is challenging to be Christians, we are called to be faithful, to give witness, uh, to be winsome in that witness, and to, and to pray. And, and we have an almighty God who created the entire universe. If he can create the entire universe out of nothing, he can certainly affect change in the state legislatures to, to turn away from these disastrous bills. Well, we can certainly hope. As we said, uh, you know, New Mexico had a, uh, had this really shocking, pleasantly so, surprise. No one expected it to come out. And that Alabama case you're following, that I, I've read on that one. That is a, that's an intriguing thing. What happened there was that uh, a man was upset that his unborn baby was aborted against his will. And what's happened is that it, the suit had been filed now against the uh, abortion clinic, not in his name but in the name of his unborn child, whose life that clinic took. And you're right. For the first time, a U.S. court is recognizing the personhood of the unborn. Yes, and so while we receive lots of bad news, and it is a part of our sinful nature to, to dwell on, on bad news, there is still a lot of good that is, that is happening in the pro-life movement. And we ought to both uh, you know, take a balanced view of what is going on, both taking the bad and, and to receive, receive that and to be able to then, uh, in that suffering, in that uh, tentatio there, uh, uh, pray and to meditate on God's Word and to educate and to spread and inform in regards to these issues of life, 
but also to rejoice when we hear of situations such as the recognition of the personhood of the unborn in Alabama or when a, or when there is a unexpected turn of events that causes a bill to be defeated, such as what happened in New Mexico. All these things show us that, that God is in control of the left-hand kingdom. This is not a, a divided kingdom where, where God has abandoned the left-hand kingdom to its own devices, but Christ rules over both. He rules over both in different ways. In the left-hand realm, he rules over the, the, the kingdoms of this world through his law. But in the church, and this is our contribution too, is that he rules, his, his, rules through the gospel, which is the forgiveness of sins and life and salvation we find in Christ alone. And you pointed out very rightly one of the things that we really need to do is to inform ourselves. And you know, the other side really doesn't want us to be informed. In fact, I'm, I'm looking again at the, uh, at, at, uh, the wording of HB two, uh, 2495. And here, I'm going to quote again from the executive summary here, that the amends the Freedom of Information Act provides that information and records held by the department collected under the Reproductive Health Act is exempt from inspection and copying. In other words, they want to hide it. Yes, and as, as our Lord spoke about that, you know, evil deeds are done in the darkness, good deeds are done in, in, in light. And without proper vetting and without proper oversight, these bills would create an environment where the, that would be rife in corruption and would uh, erode both the rights of parents but also put vulnerable teens and young adults uh, at risk for being uh, abused in, in, in a systematic manner. So this, these bills, too, also uh, present dangers for those uh, who are seeking an uh, abortion to be put into a cycle of, of abuse and neglect uh, that will be unaccountable because we will not have the information to directly address their needs. Hence the need for Christians to become more heavily involved in this process. Exactly. You have uh, given me a couple of websites on uh, URLs on where people can learn about these bills. Can you you mention them here on the air? Uh, Yes. um, uh, IllinoisFamily.org is one such a place where you can find out about uh, these bills. Uh, they, uh, they're the ones that are organizing the pro-life rally and lobby day, which will be on March uh, 20th. And so they're, they're one of the uh, key sources to, uh, to, to gaining information about what is in these bills and how we, as, as those who are Christians or those who are concerned about issues of life, may directly address our state representatives and, and senators and, and other people in positions of authority to inform them, too, of what is going on in these bills. You know, the name of the program is Free to Be Faithful. And uh, my personal belief is that unless we exercise that freedom, we're going to lose it. Right. And that's what we're doing by opposing these bills. We know they are wrong. We have the tools. And God tells us what it is that we've got to do. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed and soldier ahead. Exactly. And unlike every other group, every other political group fights for their own rights. They fight for, for their own personal rights to, 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 to preserve their, 
what, what they want to do. Uh, our, our cause is different. Our cause is for the unborn, those who do not have a voice for themselves. So we are actually advocates for the voiceless, those who do not have any representation for themselves. Sounds a bit like the abolitionist movement of the 1850s. Exactly. Pastor, I want to thank you so much for appearing on this program and and getting this information out. This is vitally important, and New Mexico has shown that it can be defeated. So we got to keep it in mind. Exactly, and, and thank you very much, Kev, for all that you do as well in getting the information out. And for you, Pastor Drennan, God bless. You've been listening to Free to be Faithful, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Thank you for listening and supporting Free to be Faithful on Worldwide KFUO.